Welcome to Linda's Life Lessons Podcast. As a teaching professor, my students often tell me that their favorite part of class was when I chatted with them in what they called Linda's Life Lessons. I would take five or ten minutes at some point in class, not every day, and chat about things that had come up, maybe in one-on-one meetings with students in my office or a question asked in class. There's pretty much nothing out of bounds. We talk about it. In these podcasts, I share tips for students and parents, helpful guidance through the college years, and a few stories along the way. We chat about situations students have found themselves in and how we navigated it. Along the way, we talk about some do's and don'ts for parents, too. Okay, let's get started. Welcome to Linda's Life Lessons Podcast. In this episode, we chat about getting started with personal finance and budgeting. So many of my students have anxiety about money and finances, so today we're going to get a conversation going. This will be an ongoing chat, and we'll come at this from a number of directions. The reality is that a lot of what I call money work is mindset. Yep, you heard me correctly, mindset. We'll get into that in a different episode, but today we're going to start with some basics. What I'm sharing with you today is content that previous students have come back to me and said was the most meaningful out of any of their classes they took, and they're still using it. Isn't that so cool? One of my goals in this conversation will be for you to put together a budget for yourself. Just the word budget can be triggering for people. So let's reframe it in case you're somebody who gets the heebie-jeebies if you hear the word budget. A budget is very simple. It's simply a plan for your spending. The thing is, we can't put together a realistic plan without a good idea of where you are spending your money. So often, we don't have a true sense of where our money is going. In this episode, we're going to get started with figuring out exactly where your money is going. This can be very illuminating. I've got a freebie for you with this episode, so click the link to get a daily spending diary in which you'll track what you spend and where you spend it. You'll track your spending for 30 days. After the 30 days, you'll have a pretty good sense of your spending, but the diary is set up with a number of months, so you can do this repeatedly and just really get a good sense of where your cash is going. So once you've got 30 days worth of data, we'll look at how it balances out compared to the cash you have available, meaning Are you spending more than is coming in? A word about all of this. Money can be very triggering for people. Some people are savers, others are spenders, others are somewhere in the middle. We were all raised with, imprinted with ideas and beliefs about money. If you ever heard things like, money doesn't grow on trees, I know I did for sure, you'll have a money belief around that statement. We're not going to get into that too much today, other than to acknowledge that each of us has beliefs and probably some baggage about money. This is where we get into that mindset stuff. I've had very wealthy students who were guilt-ridden about the money they have available to them. I've had students who felt so guilty about their parents spending money on them for their education that it actually got in their way of being a successful student. These stories go on and on. The point being, we all have baggage. Some years ago, my husband and I were seeing a counselor. One of our issues was money. Eh, It happens. It's common. 
As we were putting together a plan for our finances, I was the one in charge of really putting together a basic budget for us. My husband looked at it and immediately flipped out because he felt there was no way we were spending as much money on his clothing as I had in the budget. At that time, he wasn't involved in running the household, so his perceptions of how much things cost were way off. It took the counselor saying, her numbers are not unrealistic, to calm my husband down. The point of this story is that unless we look honestly at what we spend our money on, we can't come up with any sort of a plan for our finances, for a budget. And don't even get me started on the beer budget at that time, but oh my word, the clothing budget, you know, it's kind of funny now when I look back, but it was not funny at the time. So as I mentioned, I've got a spreadsheet tracker for you. You'll use the tracker to record your spending at the end of each day. To make this exercise easier, either carry around a notebook to record everything in, or you could use an app. The Good Budget app is highly rated by Forbes magazine, so maybe you want to check that one out. To keep it even easier, you could just use the Notes app on your phone. The important thing is that you enter every single penny that you spend, whether it is with your debit card, cash, or a credit card. When you buy something or pay a bill, you write down the amount. When you go out at night, you'll track every dime you spend. Now, this gets a little bit dicey sometimes tracking everything, especially if you're not 100% sober and and things like that. So you want to plan for these sorts of nights. So sometimes people will do things like take $25 cash with them, and when the cash is gone, they're done for the night. That seems to be a little bit easier than tracking every drink you buy or every game of pool you play or whatever it is you're doing. Then the $25 is recorded as entertainment for the day. So for the next 30 days, track your spending. When you record the amount you spent each day, you'll categorize the spending. I've got categories on the spending tracker you can download, but you should feel free to personalize the tracker to suit your needs. I've got categories such as auto and transportation, housing and utilities, food, health and personal care, education and office supplies, entertainment and leisure, and gifts and donations. These are the very common, basic categories. But feel free to change them to suit your needs. This is your daily spending tracker. At the end of 30 days, you'll total up the amount in each category. Then you'll use these totals to help you put together your monthly spending plan, or your budget. If you accurately record everything you spend, the budget you put together should be pretty easy to live with. This process isn't something you want to rush through. You need complete, detailed information, and you should be prepared to make adjustments to your spending plan. For example, maybe there aren't any family birthdays in the 30 days you track your spending, but the next month there are three. Things like that. You'll have to adjust things. Budgets are not meant to be static where they don't change. They're meant to be dynamic, changing as you have more information. So in our tracker, we look at and record what's coming in, which, if you're a student, might be zero if you're living on your savings during the semester. If that's the case, what's coming in is what you withdraw from your savings each month. So let's say you've saved $7,500, and you're going to use that to cover your expenses for the next semester, say for the next four months. You would divide $7,500 by four, so each month you'll have $1,875 to cover your rent and other expenses. Instead of income, you have this transfer of cash from your savings account. 
Maybe you're using some savings plus what you earn from a part-time job. You'll work with the combination of the two. Right now, for the next 30 days, we're really only going to be tracking things, so you just need to record what's coming in. Something to be wary of is if you're a server or you work in a position where you receive cash tips, be sure to record the money you receive in your tracker. This is the only way this works, is if you're very accurate. Money received as cash, as a tip, is really easy to lose track of. And we want a record of everything that goes in and everything that goes out so that we know where our money's going. The cash you receive for tips is really easy to just, well, spend because it's available and it's in your pocket and it's ready to go. That's fine. You certainly have the option of spending it, but we want to be sure that what gets spent gets recorded. At some point, you might hear some of the money gurus talk about the envelope method of budgeting and managing your money. The idea behind the envelope method is you establish your budget, your spending plan. Then once you've got it all set up, let's say you budget $400 a month for food, $80 a month for entertainment, $150 a month for gifts, $100 a month for health and personal care. So at the beginning of the month, you put cash in envelopes that are labeled with these categories. So you would put $400 cash in an envelope labeled food, $80 in an envelope labeled entertainment, and so forth. Then when you go grocery shopping or out to dinner, you take the food envelope with you, and when you pay the bill, you use cash from the envelope. Let me tell you, doing this really can change your spending patterns. Some of us really think twice about spending cash. Do I really want this? Because you're seeing the cash in the envelope go down when you pay that bill. And it's a whole different feel than when we use a debit card or a credit card for that matter. For the most part, the idea is that when the money is gone and the envelope is empty, your spending for the month is done. If you're budgeting with a partner and sharing expenses, you have to talk about how to replenish the envelope to get through the rest of the month or until the next payday if you need more cash. Big-name budget and finance people highly recommend the envelope method of managing your money, so why not give it a try? When I did it, it really highlighted my spending habits, and like I said, it was really a challenge once I was paying everything with cash. It just feels very, very different. And instead of just transferring money into my account when funds were low, I had to come to terms that I didn't have any more money for that category. I would love to hear how this goes for you if you give it a try, so let me know. When you're a student, your situation isn't normal in the sense that normally we would have you set aside a percentage of your income for saving and so forth. The Bureau of Labor Statistics provides guidelines for after-tax budget allocations. I've got it put together in a document that you'll get with your daily spending diary. This gives guidelines for how much you should be paying for your housing, your transportation, food, clothing, and so forth at different stages of your life. So as a student, when you are a young professional with no dependents, when you're married with children, and so forth. It is a huge help for you when you're trying to figure out how much you can afford to pay for an apartment when you first get started after college or how much house payment you could afford, whatever. Of course, you can go to the Bureau of Labor Statistics website to find it, but I put it together and it's a whole lot easier this way. So today's goal is for you to get started with tracking money in and money out. After 30 days, you'll have 
some good information to start to put together your first plan for spending, your personal budget. In future episodes, we'll talk about how your mindset affects how you handle your money, how to analyze your personal financial situation for strengths and weaknesses, and some other apps to help you get the big picture of your money. I hope that this chat about budgeting and the first steps to crafting your spending plan has been helpful. Be sure to click the link in the show notes to get your daily spending tracker and your budget allocation guidance. If you found value in this episode, would you please share it with your friends? Oh, and I would just love it if you just took a moment to subscribe to the Linda's Life Lessons podcast. You are the reason I do this podcast, and I dearly love to hear from you. Take a moment to write a review. Connect with me on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to find your happy. Love what you do and make a difference. See you next week. When I'm teaching, I end the week of classes with this message that I will now leave with you, my friend. Have a lovely, fantastic, and fun weekend, and please come back to me safely. See you next time.